Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our text for this week of all saints that we are considering this morning comes from the third chapter of the letter to Titus, reading verses 3 through 7, where the Apostle Paul writes, For we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So far the reading of the text. In Christ Jesus, who alone is our righteousness, our everlasting righteousness, dear fellow saints, holy ones of God's own choosing. What is your unrighteousness level these days? Better than those you hear about in the news, committing crimes and terrorist acts? Is your unrighteousness a little bit better than theirs? Better than those who are intimately associated with you, friends and relatives recognizing up close and personal their many flaws and failures, so that in your mind, you are not quite so bad. By our sinful nature, that is how we often think of ourselves in relationship to God, our creator. And that was the thinking of that Pharisee in the temple which Jesus spoke about. He said in his supposed prayer to God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even like that tax collector. Or like the rich young man who approached Jesus and after Jesus reviewed the last seven commandments with him, he had the audacity to say, all these I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? Neither the Pharisee nor the young man said that they were sinless. That they weren't making that bold of a claim. But their level of unrighteousness should certainly be acceptable to God in their opinion. Now how about yours? 
Your level of unrighteousness okay? The Apostle Paul, writing to Pastor Titus in our text, acknowledged this about themselves now as Christians regarding their previous life without Christ. We ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others and hating one another. So just based on this, we might say about ourselves, yes, we were unrighteous in our living before we started following Jesus, but now things are different. But is that your experience right now, my fellow Christians? You are no longer disobedient. You no longer find yourselves ensnared by any of your passions and pleasures which are sinful. You never do anything out of malice or envy anymore. You never hate those who hate you. Well, that can hardly be said of us now as believers, can it? Again, is the difference just that our level of unrighteousness is not as terrible as the unbeliever? You know, what we used to be. No, that is not our hope. Rather, as we read, God, our Savior, saved us not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy. Or we could say, God, our Savior, saved us not because of less works done by us in unrighteousness, but according to his mercy. Yes, we even as Christians remain sinners. And even if in our daily living we should lessen our unrighteous thoughts, words, and deeds, they are nevertheless still there. Confessing to our unrighteousness comprises our daily repentance. There is only one claim of righteousness that causes us to be considered saints before our Creator God, namely the righteous life of His Son, our substitute, who put Himself under the law to redeem you from your unrighteousness under that very same law. The Holy Body of the Crucified One had not one impure thought go through his brain. Never. His eyes never leered or ogled in a lustful gaze. Not one single word was ever uttered by his tongue or lips that was unholy. Never were his hands, which were nailed to the cross for you, 
Never were they used in any unrighteous manner. Nor were his feet, the feet of this Holy One, sacrificed for you. Never did they ever take him into a place to commit iniquity. He did spend time with sinners, we know that. But he did not go there to sin. Jesus' perfect body and all of its members were sacrificed for you and all of your unrighteousness committed with the members of your bodies. And his righteousness is now yours. So that your brain, eyes, mouth, hands, and feet are all considered righteous before God in heaven for Jesus' sake. God saved you by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out upon you richly through Jesus Christ, your Savior. You were born again by water and the Spirit and holy baptism, so that what Christ Jesus did in your place is all given to you through faith in him. You needed to be righteous, and in Christ Jesus, that is what you are. And therefore, being justified by his grace, you become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. To be justified is to be declared right and holy. You share the everlasting inheritance with God's own Son, whose blood cleanses you from all your sin and whose holy life is credited to you through faith in him as Savior. Being less unrighteous than others will never justify you. But Jesus' blood and righteousness does. My fellow saints in Christ, God grant you the grace always to humble yourself before God so that in Jesus you stand before God your Savior washed, righteous, and holy forevermore. Amen. Almighty God, who resists the proud and gives grace to the humble, deliver us when we draw near to you from all self-sufficiency and spiritual pride, and grant us an ever-deepening sense of our own unworthiness on account of our own unrighteousness and of your unfailing mercy. Through him who is our only righteousness, your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.